it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Now commencing. This is the Rich Eisen Show with guest host Ryan Leaf. We're speaking with head Baylor football coach Dave Aranda. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. You know, football is a platform to show the world who you are as a person. Today's guests, host of the Fantasy Footballers podcast, Andy Holloway. Two-time Super Bowl champion, Max Starks. Tampa Bay Times Bucks beat writer, Rick Stroud. Plus, Florida State head coach, Mike Norvell. And now, sitting in for Rich... It's Ryan Leaf. Welcome, 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 everybody, to day three of the uh, Ryan Leaf experiment here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, I am Ryan Leaf, filling in for Rich, alongside TJ Jefferson. What it do? Michael Del Tufo. And uh, Chris Brockman. What up, what up, what up? Uh, A little retrospection from yesterday. Um... It was a pretty powerful show, of course, just fun and in general. But we had a couple callers that, um, you know, called and um, you guys surprised me a little bit with this. Uh, but they just happened to call and, and talk about some of the stuff that they had gone through, what they were going through yeah. and how that affected them and changed them and how powerful it is to have, uh, you know, um, have me in this chair. Rich, allow me to be in this chair and have this platform and stuff and. I think that was kind of my biggest takeaway. I didn't really fully uh, maybe sit in it until last night. And uh, you guys put out some through the Rich Eisen show, one of the clips from when it happened. So it was uh, it was powerful. Uh, it was incredible to be around and 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 to see and hear uh, other people because that happens all the time. But I don't think anybody ever knows to have it really in a public forum like that was pretty cool. Um, and I appreciate you guys being a part of it with me. Um, speaking of personal, the breaking news this morning, Todd Bowles just uh, announced during his press conference after their joint practice with the Miami Dolphins this morning that seven-time Super Bowl champion and future Hall of Famer, Tom Brady, his quarterback, is going to be away from the team. Uh, until after the Tennessee Titans preseason game, which is August 20th. Now, this supposedly was in the works before um, the announcement was made today. This was was known early in training camp by the staff and everybody. Uh, he is uh, taking um, a, a leave for personal reasons. Uh, nothing was disclosed, of course. But, uh, I mean, this is, this is news when you got the arguably the best quarterback in the NFL – going to step away from the team for a little while 
uh, and deal with some things that he's got to deal with. No need to speculate. It's just it is what it is. But the one comment that he did make that I thought was um, a little interesting, right? He said he was pretty, he had a pretty high confidence that he'd be back for the opener. So, I mean, that, that throws into jeopardy the idea that, I don't know, you know, he must have gotten the question whether or not he'll be back for week one. Uh, but that was the answer he gave, Um Big Tom Brady fan over here, Mr. Chris Brockman. Uh, yeah, really interesting situation. This kind of like comes out of nowhere. I know Todd Bowles did say that it's been discussed before camp started that Brady might miss some time from the team or be away from the team. But to miss a whole – so they're joint practices with Miami right now. We saw some clips earlier in the week of Brady, you know, throwing him at Julio Jones, looked like they had a good rap going. But he's going to miss over a week here. And – and then Todd Bowles said had a pretty high level of confidence that Brady would be in the lineup week one, but two times didn't commit to definitely having Brady back week one. That seems like a pretty big deal. Well, it's a very big deal for a team that a lot of people expect to be in the Super Bowl run. Absolutely. Right? I mean, you go to what their backup situation is in in Tampa Bay. You know, Kyle Trask still coming along. Is it Blaine Gabbert who's the backup? I think it's still Blaine Gabbert, right? I believe so. So... You know, it, it will be interesting. Let's, uh, um, their early schedule, um, their early schedule is, is going to be something that people are going to really take a long look at now for a little bit, right? Uh, at Dallas, at New Orleans. They have a really hard schedule. Yeah, at Dallas, at New Orleans, Green Bay, Kansas City. Their first four games, you know, if Tom Brady can't go, right, that. That puts them behind the the eight ball pretty significantly and really quickly. Um, so that's a brutal, brutal start to the season, right? Yeah, that's a tough, tough September. You know, first first day in October. Yeah, I mean, you got Dallas, who gave them just a, a heck of a game a year ago in Tampa to start the season, if you recall. Um, and then New Orleans, who's dominated them in the regular season. Yep. Tom Brady hasn't in the in the zero and four. Bucks are zero and four against them, and then. Uh, home against Green Bay and home against Kansas City. Two teams that one of them was the number one overall seed in the NFC last year, and the other one got to the AFC Championship once again, right? So, I mean, that's that's a significant September, first four weeks of your season. Uh, and when your head coach is, uh, is standing up there saying he's not, he's not, you know, he doesn't have definite confidence that Tom Brady will be your starting quarterback in week one, that... That's got to quite, that's got to give some some Bucks fans out there some heart palpitations, probably, right? Yeah, and obviously we hope everything's okay. Of course, with, with, of course. With Brady's family. We know his mom had been sick in the past, and so uh, we know uh, later on that both his parents were dealing with COVID uh, two years ago. So uh, you know, uh, hopefully everything's okay. Obviously, but uh, yeah, that's kind of a big kind of a big deal. Uh, that's the big news uh, that came out this morning. Uh, another little tidbit. Uh, of interesting fodder you and I were watching and, and had a very viscerally different reaction to. <laughs> we, right? we had a different so opinion. So the, yeah. the start of the FedEx playoffs yep. uh, um, started today at the St. Jude, um, FedEx St. Jude Classic. And um, Cam Smith, who's been um, rumored to be leaving for the Live Tour, 
Um, and it seems like most likely after the FedEx playoffs are done, so he can have a chance at it, I guess, another $15 million payday. If he's able to win it, he's the second number two ranked player in the world right now behind a guy named Scotty Scheffler, who's the number one player in the world right now. Well, they're playing together. Cam Smith knocks in an eagle from about 170 yards today uh, um, to start his round, and then this footage came out of... Cam Smith, you know, crouched down, looking at his putt, sizing up his putt, and Scotty Scheffler walks directly in front of him through his line. <laughs> and Cam Smith is just down there, and he just kind of looks up like, like, bro, what are you doing? What I mean, what are you doing? And you and I had very different reactions to this, right? Yeah. So... You're under, tell us, tell us how, how did you respond to, to watching this play out? I think it's awesome. Yeah. Because uh, F those guys who are leaving the tour for live. And if, if you're Scotty Scheffler and you're the number one player and this group of live players, you know, sues the PGA Tour, they're suing you. You're a member of the tour. They're suing to get back into your league when they voluntarily left for a massive payday uh, from a terrible, you know, terrible country, terrible regime, whatever. And uh, so, yeah. If they're going to do that and we're playing partners, then why should I respect you? You have no respect for me whatsoever. You have no respect for the tour. You have no respect for where you're playing and what we all stand for and what you used to stand for. So if we're playing golf, yeah, it's a, golf's a gentleman's game. Uh, there are a lot of unwritten rules in golf. One of them is you don't walk in someone's line, but you have already taken a blowtorch to the unwritten rule book and, and the courtesies and, and the gentleman-like uh, behaviors that we all, you know, kind of complicitly agree to, uh, dating back hundreds of years. So, I, why should I care about you and your line? You're not going to be here. You don't want to be here. Why are you here? Well, he probably wants to win fifteen million dollars. Great, <laughs> great. Go take, go take. You're going to get that and and spades from from these other people. Okay, so I, I of course had a different reaction. Um, I, I thought that this was a, a I thought this was a. a uh, an act of a petulant child. Um, if you got a problem with them, address them in the locker room. Maybe they have. Yeah, and maybe that wasn't good enough for them. I just I don't like if you're going to be, you know, an a hole, um, like Cam Smith is to the tour. Don't respond by being an a hole back to him. That's just my that that's just the way I the way I view it. Like I'm, that's super high road, obviously, and uh, you know you're a better person than me, clearly. <laughs> but like, I just don't see how that gets anything. You know, I mean, it's I, I think it's awesome. It's a really funny moment. If he did it on purpose, it seems like he oh, did. Of course, he did it on purpose. It looks like he was kind of like kind of smirking the whole time, and Cam Smith gives him a WTF, bro. Like, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll tweet out the video so you guys can see it. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is great. This is what's come to now. It's it's the good guys and the bad guys. And what makes me makes me just what I've thought about all along and when it comes to golfers, right? I, I like I, I've met movie stars and you know, Hall of Famers and everything like that, and I'm I'm never in awe. I'm just, you know, it's it's really cool. But when I meet golfers, like when I meet golfers, I am like a little little child. Like I am starstruck. Like the one time I met Jordan Spieth, I was just the kid's like twenty years younger than me. I'm just like, oh <laughs> right. my god, Jordan! Hi, I'm Ryan. Nice to meet you. Of course, um, I, I am. I'm in awe because I love golf. I know how, I know how damn hard it is, yep. and they are so good at it. 
Like, I mean, so good at it. So I'm starstruck by him. But what I'm, when we watched the Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka right. uh, feud a, a year ago, and now this stuff, like the, like the petty nature of it all makes me go, these are just a bunch of just adult children who get to play a child's game for millions and millions of dollars, just you know, being absolutely petty with one another. And I, I'm starting to kind of fall in your It's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Like, petty is fun when it comes to this type of stuff. And I'm just like, Scotty, come on, man. You're a just, just, you know, throw him up against the locker in, in the locker room and tell him. Also, it would be one thing if, like, so Cam Smith is the number two ranked player in the world. Right. And Sheffler's obviously been number one. He's had an amazing season all year, kind of dating back to the beginning of the season and what he did at the Masters. But it'd be one thing if Scheffler was like the 58th ranked player in the world. No one would care. Scheffler's number one. There's nobody better than him on tour right now. So it's literally like, what? What are you going to do? What are you going to say to me? I'd love to see the 58th ranked player on the tour do it too. Because like, if he stayed <laughs> up, like, like we, dis- we, we think you're so low, Cam Smith. I don't care if you're the number two golfer out there. I'll, I'll walk through your line, you know? What's the worst thing that could happen to the PGA Tour uh, through the FedEx playoffs? Well, the worst thing is one of these guys winning. Like Patrick guys. Reed winning or somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. By the way, the 58th ranked player is JT Boston, who's playing in this event. So he could really do it because he's been playing well lately as well. But yeah, if one of these guys wins, like if Cam Smith wins and then just bolts like he's rumored to, like it's just going to be a major bummer if you love golf. So Major bummer, man. Sound like the big Lebowski there a little bit. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, it, it was very interesting. It was funny to see both of our reactions in real time. Like, Oh, come <laughs> on, Scotty, you'd be better than that. And you're like, I love it. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> I love it. This is awesome. We're looking into that pettiness. Um, like the next thing, next thing, Shuffler's going to be like clapping or like talking in his backside right. or something. Like it's gonna- I mean, what, I mean, I mean, realistically, like if, if, if the guys wanted to, the PGA tour guys wanted to it'd be just like, Hey, we don't want you here. You don't want to be here. So we're not going to make anything easy for you. Well, that's kind of what Rory said, too, when he was just like, it's nice to not have to deal with the distraction this week because, the, you know, the, the live guys had sued to get into this event and it got denied and they're not there. And, and Rory was kind of saying, look, it's nice to not really have to talk about that. This and week. then somehow in some way, shape or form, they have to <laughs> bring it into it with with Cam Smith. Now, uh, he's a pretty darn good golfer. <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, Cage went for him as him for Halloween, TJ. Yeah. That's the most disappointing part. Because <laughs> you're a big golf guy now. That's, yeah. that's what I mean. I, I mean, I got to be honest, man, just if I'm going to keep it real. Listen, you two argue this morning was the most interest I've had in this live thing. I, and I'm not going to lie to people. I'm going to try to keep it real. It's just like I can't. I don't even have it. You know, whether it's you and Rich or you and Ryan going back and forth. I just don't I, I don't know what my opinion is. I don't know where I stand on this little thing. So I pretty much tend to stay quiet because I'm not I, really sure. It had to be funny. It, I didn't it, even think about that. Like know. everybody else was in the studio this morning. listening to him and I argue about it. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, I didn't even like I didn't even like take into consideration. Anybody was around us. Just I know, like, we were just like, I was like, this is awesome. You're like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> Now, if you guys want to talk about like Monday Night Raw or AEW Dynamite, then I'll definitely chime in on that. But like, well, as far as I, you know, goes I, on, I I would like to be educated on that. Was Dynamite <laughs> dope last night? What happened? What's that? What, what happened in Dynamite? Was it awesome last oh, night? Oh man, CM Punk came back last night, bro. Let's go. Has he been out for a while? Yeah, he Give got hurt. Fill us in. He got hurt. You know, he they had a 
a little interim champion situation with John Moxley. John Moxley beat our guy Chris Jericho in a match last night, and then CM Punk came out. They're going to meet for the AEW. Chris Jericho World still around? Chris Jericho is still doing his thing. Wow. Man. Impressive. I know that name. Chris Jericho's been around since 90. I think I started watching him in 96, 95. Guy's still putting on. Like the names, classics. the names that I remember. Um, I know the Miz simply because uh, everybody knows the Miz. Well, well, we're we're friends. We 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 do birthday parties together for our, for our kids are the same age. Oh, okay, so that's pretty cool. But that's the only reason I know him. Uh, I don't know him as a wrestler. I just know him. you don't remember from Real World or anything. No, no? Okay. Anna does. Anna's Anna's told me all about him mm-hmm. uh, from that aspect of things. Uh, but no, he just became a friend of ours. Him and his wife while we were training at a gym together. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple, you know, a few years back, right, right when the kids were being born, and now we've we've become friends. Like we just went up to his his unbelievable home in the Palisades, not the Palisades. Uh, I forget what the name of the, um, the the place to live up in uh, north of Malibu, kind of inland, um, Calabasas. Oh, okay. There we go, Calabasas, yeah. everybody. Um, and we went there for their daughter's little birthday mm-hmm. uh, or like, I don't even know if it was a birthday. It might have just been like a celebration party. <laughs> MacGyver had a blast. That's all that matters. Uh, MacGyver got to go walk into his office where he's got all his championship belts oh, ever won. And, um, he let MacGyver hold one of them. And so we got a cool picture of it. So that's cool. But my, my, my remembrance of wrestling goes back to Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Okay. Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, you see the shirt I'm rocking today, by the way, just randomly, the Macho Man? The the Macho Man Randy Savage, yeah, the Ultimate the Warrior. Yeah. All of those things. Well, speaking of education, uh, our, <laughs> our, next, our next guest, uh, um, I'm going to need some education on because I've never participated in any sort of fantasy football um, league Game, anything. Yeah, you mentioned that yesterday. That's crazy. Yeah, well, that's Never. Gonna, that's going to change. Are we going to change that this yeah, year for that, you? That's, that's changing. changing this that's year. Changing. And our next guest, Mr. Andy Holloway from the Fantasy Footballers Podcast, is going to join us and fill us all in with it all here on the Rich Eisen Show. You're listening to Ryan Leaf here on the Rich Eisen Show. We'll be right back. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed hey folks it's time for the nfl draft which means for me I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. 
improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the Rich Eisen Show. Ryan Leaf here filling in for Rich today. Uh, great show. A lot of football uh, but this one, uh, I was really uh, interested in uh, when we booked him as a guest because, as I told you guys, I have never participated in any fantasy football league or game or anything in my life. So I need to be educated a little House bit here. Way. And who better to educate me and give you guys the insight than Mr. Andy Holloway, right? The Fantasy Footballers podcast host joins us now here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. Welcome to the show, Andy. How you doing? Hey, Ryan, appreciate you having me on. That blows my mind. Uh, I heard you telling your uh, story about, about the softball home run derby, the competitive <laughs> juices that you had going. How in the world have you not channeled that into fantasy football? You know, when I was in the locker room in San Diego, they tried to get me in a NBA basketball fantasy football league, and I just, uh, or fantasy league, and I just. Um, I paid no attention to it, and I just looked every week to see how my players that I had picked. I, mean, I just it just didn't interest me. And I think maybe, maybe I was turned off by it when I was leaving the stadium one time, and a guy like berated me up and down about how I destroyed his his fantasy football day because of how poorly I played because he started me. <laughs> and I, so I think that that ultimately put me in the wrong in the wrong direction. Yeah, it has to be a little bit more um, complicated for players. I mean, we, we just talked to Austin Eckler on the show a couple of days ago, and um, he was saying how much he enjoyed the, the fantasy attention, but I was like, your 20 touchdowns probably had something to do with it. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> right? Okay, so speak to me like I'm a child right now and talk to me about what – what goes into your fantasy football lineup? How do you set it? How does the draft happen? Just, just talk to me a, like, like, like I'm a, a newborn. Then you're teaching uh, how to walk a little bit. All right, <laughs> fantasy for dummies. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that people connect with so much on fantasy is how it just makes uh, it makes you a fan of every single team in the league. I mean, it, you can have a matchup on a Monday night football game between a couple of teams that are out of contention, and you can still have the twelve guys from your league guys and gals from your league just going absolutely bonkers uh, rooting for one player that has a huge impact on your fantasy league. So, you know, the gist is you're, you, you throw yourself into that pretend general manager role. Um, you, you go and you have a draft that, uh, you know, if your league's worth anything, it's probably over the top and um, <laughs> you're, you're mocking one another uh, throughout the year, and, and ultimately one person gets to pretend they're the, the king of the world, and the rest of them uh, live in their shame for another year. And, and uh, you know, it's, uh, it's just one of those things that makes football fun. I, I've been asked a few times on, on, the, on the website Cameo to uh, read <laughs> off draft order. Also, I've been told many times that, like, the loser of many of these leagues get, like, a Ryan Leaf trophy. So I, I'm involved. Oh. I've been involved many, many years in, in this in this way. Um, tell me about the difference 
uh, the different differential between the leagues. Because my dad and his best friend have been doing this for years, but they just go by like their league is only about like touchdowns. Like if a, if a guy gets touchdown points, it's not about how many receptions somebody has or carries or or attempts or things like that. What what are the difference between the 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 leagues that have different kind of point systems when it comes down to it. Yeah, I mean that that's a pretty old school league and that that is how fantasy football really got started but um with the adaptation of so much technology and having your team in your pocket and the ability to not have to sit there and go through box scores in the newspaper and add everything up we've we've seen the the fantasy world grow quite a bit. You know, now uh, a lot of people play in leagues that are point per reception, so if you catch a pass, you're getting a point. Um, and, and we've seen a lot of variations of scoring uh, in the years past. You know, leagues where, um, you know, you have quarterbacks that get six points or four points per touchdown. Um, you get points taken away for fumbles and interceptions. And so the intricacy has grown, and the types of leagues have changed a lot over the years. There's a lot of leagues now that are called dynasty leagues where, you know, you're keeping your roster for multiple years. You're not just doing one fresh draft at the beginning of every year. And um, it's kind of just uh, different preferences for different people. Wow. I mean, it seems like it's it's so intricate and, and deciding and, and, and rolling with it. Um, uh, you're about to kick off uh, your year two of your podcast and uh, talk to us a little bit about um, what you're doing with Spotify there on uh, August 24th. Yeah, yeah, we're really excited about it. Our podcast has been going for a while. We do that every day, but the uh, the live show on Spotify Live, the Fantasy Footballers Party Room, right. is an opportunity for us to just come together once a week. We do it on Wednesdays at 6 Eastern, and we chat with the fans, and we answer every question possible, uh, talk about every waiver wire pickup, every upcoming matchup, and, you know, the passion is real. You know, everybody in fantasy, I think, wants to make the prediction that turns out right so that they can tell everybody they did that. So, um, you, you know, we, we have the opportunity to connect on Spotify Live. Fans can ask questions. And um, it's it's just a good time. That's why we call it the party room. All right. All right. So I, you're going to be my you're going to be my uh, guru this year. All right. We're going to stay connected. I'm going to make sure I get your number. Who, uh, if, if I were drafting, who 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 are the top five players in in fantasy right now that that is is a must have? Yeah, yeah, I think Jonathan Taylor sits at the very top of that list. You know, running back for the Colts, just a, a fantasy football force. I think Christian McCaffrey's still up there. Uh, fantasy players have been bummed out with the injuries, but when he plays, uh, he's great. You've got a couple wideouts: Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup who absolutely dominated last year that should be near the top of drafts. And then one of the more interesting names will be, does Derrick Henry still have uh, that same Derrick Henry inside of him as he piles up uh, all of these touches over the, the past few years because he is a fantasy force as well. So that's some of the names I think you'll see at the top of drafts. So interesting, right? Uh, from a from a analyst perspective and, and what the running back has become in terms of you know, salary cap allocation and importance on a team uh, seemingly <laughs> is, is different with the fantasy side of it because of why? The, the, the amount of touches they get, uh, why are they so... Uh, because they, they can get receptions as well as, as, as rushes. I mean, wh- why are they so important on the fantasy side in comparison to maybe uh, the game planning aspect of, 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 a, of a real game? 
Yeah, no, that's a good question. And I think a lot of people that are brand new to fantasy, they, you know, their default answer of who they think would be drafted first is the quarterback. Right. But in fantasy football, you end up starting multiple running backs, and there are so few running backs that have consistent workloads. And so they get prioritized a lot in fantasy because, you know, beyond a handful of players like the aforementioned Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, those guys, you have a lot of committee backfields, and that's that's really uh, become the norm in the NFL is to see you know two or three backs make an impact. You just talked about like you know teams are willing to move on instead of paying the big contract because they can form committee backfields with with younger players or, or less expensive players. But in fantasy, it's just about scarcity. It's about how many of this elite player at this position exists, and in, in running backs, it's hard to find them. Hey, Andy, Chris Brockman here. Uh, let's talk about who we're staying away from and who are our sleepers. Who do we not want on our team, and then who can we get later in drafts that are going to help us win? Sure, sure. Yeah, I think one of the big names in terms of a breakout-slash-sleeper candidate this year is Javante Williams in Denver because, you know, uh, I, I heard the uh, the Rich Eisen with Justin Herbert discussion before I came on. Like that, that division has some flamethrowers in it now. You know, you've got offenses that are going to put up big points. Russell Wilson arrives in Denver, and here's Javante Williams at 22 years old with uh, the whole world in front of him. Melvin Gordon is there uh, for one more year, but, you know, every fantasy player wants to know when Javante Williams is going to kind of take over. And uh, so he's, he's a big name that I think will be polarizing for fantasy football players. And then on the other side, I think people are really, I think they're really afraid to mess around with the wide receivers in Seattle. I think DK Metcalf, you know what a physical force he is. Tyler Lockett, he's been great for years, but here you have the departure of Russell Wilson. And I don't know if it's a, uh, we place our trust in Geno Smith or Drew Locke is going to get it done for fantasy. How are you guys uh, monitoring and gauging the Deshaun Watson situation? In Cleveland, and yeah, how that I mean, and how that affects the rest of the Browns because they do have some relevant fantasy players with like Nick Chubb and and now Amari Cooper. Yeah, no question. It's one of the hardest situations that we deal with, uh, you know, in the off season when you have these ambiguous suspension situations. Um, you know, everybody's trying to get an edge in fantasy, so you'd love to see a situation where you can trust quarterback play in Cleveland. But right now, you know, we're going into the year with the expectation that it's going to be Jacoby Brissett and then trusting those running backs to get it done. And um, it's really hard to take a chance on Amari Cooper. It's hard to take a chance on uh, David Bell, the rookie wide receiver, because you just don't know what that passing offense is going to look like. And, and right now it looks like it's going to be a mystery for a while. Hey, Andy, uh, TJ here. How you doing, man? What's up? So uh, here's just something we don't really talk about a lot in terms of fantasy, but in my league in particular, the last few years, our fantasy champion has been decided by their defense. Our, our, our league, we, we reward defenses pretty nicely in terms of points. And I know one year when Jacksonville caught fire, I rode them to a championship. And then two years ago with the Patriots defense was extremely stingy and the team that had them won the title in our league. So, are there any defenses right there out there right now that you have your eye on the, to kind of be like, yo, look for them in fantasy. They they could be sneaky good. Yeah, I mean that that's one of those things that um, is so hard for fantasy players. And I think our general advice when it comes to like kickers and defenses, 
if you're not spending your whole offseason researching that position <laughs> and they're the last players taken in drafts, you might not want to have them have a heavy proportion of your points because there's a little bit, you know, defenses, there's so much turnover. You know, you talked about Jacksonville. You know, we've seen them in days gone by bounce back and forth, uh, you know, from dominating to all of a sudden being a, a wasted draft pick. You know, it's some of the staples that you know at the top, Buffalo and, and Tampa and the Rams. Um, you know, the Chargers could be very sneaky this year, but, you know, fantasy players probably don't spend a lot of their time focusing on defense, so you got to be careful with how much emphasis you give them in scoring. All right, Andy, I got one more question. So, like, as you were talking with Ryan earlier, I'm in one of those dynasty leagues, and we do keepers in yeah. my league. Uh, we cycle through the keepers, so we kind of rotate every three years. We have a max on how long you can keep a guy. So I'm gonna just I'm just gonna put it out there right now. I need you to help me pick my keepers. Essentially, uh, I can keep two of this list. I'm gonna give you uh, Cam right. Akers, Travis Atn, Cortland Sutton, or Chris Godwin. We are a full PPR league, one point per reception, Ooh. with six points for every touchdown. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think I think I'm I'm gonna lock Cortland Sutton in there right now. I think uh, in a in a keeper dynasty situation, oh. we know wide receivers are are um, they have more longevity, and so I think your opportunity there with Cortland Sutton having that season uh, that you know the Cooper Cup esque breakout type of year with Russell Wilson is a real possibility. And then um, I guess I'd have more confidence in Travis Etienne over Cam Akers. Uh, coming off the Achilles, you know, he got the workload late in the season. Didn't look great, but should be better this year. But I think Travis Etienne, uh, you said a full PPR, leads to catch a ton of passes. And so I think I'm going to lock those two guys in. It might be a bit of a shock with, with how good Chris Godwin has been. But um, I'm looking to win my league, not finish third or fourth. And I think Sutton might be that guy for you. That is amazing. I wasn't even really considering him, but... Uh... He was kind of my fourth go, but thank you. I was I was kind of leaning running back heavy. I was just going to go Acres and ATN and then try to fill out the wide receiver throughout the draft. But Corlin Sutton could have a big year with Russell Wilson. I see. Okay, let's do it. There you go. Yeah, interesting. That's why. That's why we have people like why Andy we have Holloway. him on. That's why we have people like Andy Holloway on, uh, co-host of the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Before we get you out of here, Andy, and thank you so much. Uh, I. I my my interest has been peaked enough listening to these guys whenever I host the show that I I think I'm I may get into a league this year. I, it I, might I be might. time, but get get your royalties on those last place trophies too, though. <laughs> I should, <laughs> yeah, right. I should, yeah. There's Andy, some, there, there's some pretty funny ones out there. Andy, one more. Like who's gonna who's the quarterback that's gonna have the Joe Burrow type breakout this year? We all know like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and. Justin Herbert, those guys are going to be the first kind of quarterbacks probably taken in most drafts. But who's going to have that Burrow-type leap uh, this season, you think? Well, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think the name that uh, my co-host would appreciate me mentioning is Trey Lance in San Francisco because even if he is not a world beater by NFL standards, you know, uh, in fantasy when you run the football, it's a cheat code. And Trey Lance is going to run the ball a ton. And so he's that player that sits later in drafts that has the highest upside to do that, to have that breakout system, all the confidence we have in, in Kyle Shanahan. You know, I, I don't know if Trey Lance is going to be the passer everybody wants him to be this year, but it might not matter for fantasy. 
What about Jalen Hurts? I'm scouring lists and rankings sure. heading in. I mean, I see him in the top five in a lot of people ahead of Tom Brady, ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, what yep. could Jalen Hurts do this year? You mentioned the rushing with, with Trey Lance. He certainly adds that element, too. Yeah, that's that's the the secret weapon for Jalen Hurts, and I think people are willing to move him up this year uh, in the rankings because of the addition of A.J. Brown, because Devontae Smith coming into year two, and and Hurts has the ability to do a lot for your fantasy team, even if he's, you know, only throwing a couple of touchdowns in a game. So uh, I think people are really excited about what he can do. I mean, you look at the top of draft boards, you see rushing quarterbacks. You see Kyler Murray. You see Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. These are guys that have that ability to give you a baseline and not bury you if they don't, you know, uh, throw two or three touchdowns in a game. Well, uh, before I, I let you go here, Andy, uh, you are doing something pretty cool, uh, and you're releasing a children's book here soon uh, called The Football Family. And my my wife and I were talking last night about what fall means to us, what kind of things we like to do in the fall. And my son is starting to be old enough now mm-hmm. where, um, you know, football is becoming a part of the fall for him, you know, and, and understanding that. What What's this book about and, and how, uh, tell everybody how they can get it and, and, and start something like this with their family when your kids are young. Yeah, I think that's always, it, it kind of got, it was born out of, what our show is all about, which is, you know, we believe that fantasy football, NFL fandom, all those things are, it's a family affair. You know, I, I've got three kids and I've seen them grow up, uh, you know, and just started to get involved in fantasy football and being fans of where the we're Cardinals fans out here. And so I wanted to make something that kind of captured that story of how, how the family can get, whether you're rooting for the same side or not and, and how it brings people together. And so, um, that's what I did. It's called My Football Family. You can find it, uh, find it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or anywhere you get books. And it'll be coming out the end of the month. And I think anybody that has kids or, or knows kids that are you know into sports or you want to get started on that journey is going to be a, uh, a fun book for them. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going uh, to be looking for that to start reading it with my boy. He loves reading books before bed, so I think that would be a a good nighttime for this fall. Uh, Andy, yeah. uh, thanks for taking the time today. You've been very informative, and, and, and we've had a lot of fun. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Andy Holloway, everybody, uh, the Fantasy Footballers podcast. You can check out their live event with Spotify on August 24th uh, um, to get the insight that you need for your leagues. Like, like I'm just going to get uh, get his number and, and like, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna adventure into this world this year, I, I'm gonna do it the highest level. Right? Absolutely, right. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have the guy that that can. I mean, because he just gave you some solid info around yeah. Portland Sutton. I wasn't even thinking about. I Portland would never Sutton, even have thought but... of Travis Etienne. Oh yeah, I actually scooped him up late because he was on IR all last year, and about week eight, week nine, I picked him up and stashed him because I was thinking about him uh, as a potential keeper this year. Because look, Jacksonville is going to be. Let's be honest, probably behind in a lot of games this year garbage points fantasy tj you can attest to this garbage points helps you win championships garbage points so that, that that keeps your interest peaked in maybe some bad teams because of that right yeah, absolutely absolutely okay learning i'm hey like andy said it gives you interest in kind of like look we all have favorite teams we love that one team tj loves dallas i love watching the patriots but now suddenly i have interest in a 
Ravens Browns game that normally I would I wouldn't even think about Cardinals Seahawks you know suddenly I'm into it because I have DeAndre Hopkins or DK Metcalf or Kyler Murray Kyler Murray is my quarterback last year so I watched was that a pretty lot good of, for, was Kyler Murray pretty good for you last Kyler year Murray was pretty good until he got injured just right. like every other Kyler Murray season You're right <laughs> all right I'm I can't uh, believe you've never done fantasy that that's is weird insane. I know right. I mean, I, I I don't know I don't know what I'm not a big gambler, right? Right? I never have been. You know, I've had some some you know crazy story nights in Vegas. Maybe we'll do a maybe we'll do a uh, uh, Ryan story time here later about that. But um, I've never been like big into you know. I just I watch the games. I watch them as a like a player. I'm watching it from an analytics sure. aspect, and yeah, I'm just course, like I'm immersed in it. I'm not thinking about you know. You know, Travis Etienne getting the ball late in the fourth quarter to get in the end zone. I just want him to get in the end zone, right? <laughs> I, I want Tre- Trevor Lawrence and them to run a great play that gets them in the end zone to win the game type of mentality. No, I want a 15-yard yeah. reception that he takes to the end zone because that's eight points. It definitely you know changes the way you watch football, right? <laughs> it, 1,000% this is going to change the way you watch football. But also, it is going to make you more interested in football, too. Well, it, I think that, I, I mean... The gambling aspect and the, the legalization of that in a lot of states, uh, the FanDuel, the you know DraftKings, all of the things, the points bet, yeah. all of those things are the future. Yeah, every well, state's going to be. Every state's going to be. Uh, it's the present, but it's going to. It's it's and the NFL figure that out because the NFL knows how to make money. I mean that if it, for all their faults, they know how to make money, right? And so once they got in bed. With the gambling aspect of things, you knew. I mean, it was a, a completely a complete one eighty too, right? I mean, it was so foreign that Ta- Tony Romo couldn't go do some sort of fantasy football convention. To now they're a sponsor for the for the NFL, right? I mean, it's flipped completely. They knew it. They saw the writing on the wall, and everybody else did. So get your feet uh, in here on the ground floor, everybody, because this is the way it's going. When it's talking about fantasy, when it's talking about gambling, and it's all about live betting, right? It's in the moment. It's in the game, whether it's through fantasy. That's where this is going, and uh, and people who don't like it, you know, you know, get off my lawn, people, get over it. Like this is where it's going, everybody. Oh yeah, no, it's here. And, it's here and it's um, it makes, to your point, for a very exciting thing. I I would like to maybe be a little more invested this year. And it, also, Ryan, you know, you you mentioned there a gambling aspect, and you play for money. That is true, right? But you know, in my league, I started this league that I'm in right now, and the so the 2000 season we've been together since then and the money's nice but it's never one time ever been about the money no it's no. all it was always about once that season's over and you have six months to just text a group of guys or call them in the middle of the night just to let them know that you're better at fantasy football than them than they are and that to me and, and our group <laughs> of friends it, that that means more than anything else just to be able to say i'm better than you at this and it, you know the money thing is cool but that's not really why we're playing i, I think that uh my wife and i've done some fun things around you know uh games uh week one week two week three games and in the lines and how she how she would bet and you know just from the peripheral from maybe watching me a few times but just hearing some things mm-hmm. listening to how she bets on games or would bet on games I think she'd be a lot of fun doing something like this. So I'm gonna, I'll bring this up to her. Maybe her and I can join a league together or something like that. There you go. That sounds like fun. All right. When we come back, we'll put a uh, we'll put a button on this uh, on this first hour of the show here on the Rich Eisen Show. I'm Ryan Lee filling in for Rich. We'll be right back. 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody, to the Rich Eisen Show. Ryan Leaf here, filling in for Rich alongside TJ Jefferson, Ooh, yeah. Michael Del Tufo, Chris Brockman, Mike Hoskins here, know. producing, running, the, running, running everything, pulling all the strings for us here back there. Um, I love that. Love that uh, um, with Andy Holloway. Um, you know, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I have said things like this before, like, yeah, that's interesting. Maybe I'll get into it. And then I'm just, you know, it's so, football season is so darn busy for me. Right, busy. Yeah, you got. You have to set alignment, a lineup each week, right, and things like that. Is that or is you? Oh yeah, and oh, you yeah. have to pay attention to waiver wire. You got to you know if you got injuries. Yeah, you got to be, be a general manager, right? Oh, it's yeah. not a game. You, you it's, it's not. not a game. It's right. not a game. By the way, if if that seems daunting to you, don't play fantasy baseball. Yeah, I, definitely don't do that. Because it's legit every single day, and you can't stop. <laughs> do you do it? Se- yeah, I do. Fa- <laughs> yeah. No, fantasy baseball is the hardest thing fantasy on earth. Fantasy baseball is impossible. It's impossible, man. Oh, boy, you guys. How are, you, oh, you do this show. You got a kid. Yep. You're, you're a single dad right now with yep. Sarah running around the country. Yep. Uh, and, and you're setting lineups. Yeah, that's what the bathroom is for. <laughs> My wife would kill me <laughs> if I was sitting on that toilet. She already, she already, got, me a, she already got me a clock, like one of these clocks that, that you, you turn upside down. It's like a... a it, it, the sand through an hourglass. Yeah, yeah, no, like yeah. And when that runs out, like it's time for you to you Come cannot out. spend that much time in the bathroom. Wait, right? what? So you got like a five minute limit in there? Or? There is a yeah. She got me a. She That's got preposterous. Me a, yeah, that would that wouldn't work, man. That is that is your time. It that takes is, me five minutes to get comfortable that in is there. Ryan time. Hey, you know what's pretty cool? The new house we just bought. The new house we're moving into. The one with the castle. The one with the castle. <laughs> it's got a um, bidet, men's and women's master bathrooms. That's amazing. Oh, nice. So like she has her Chelsea. own entire bathroom with shower, closet, uh, bath. Mine has uh, a shower, uh, closet, and, and toilet. It doesn't have a bath, but I'm not a bath guy. So I'm not. Well, you probably don't fit in a lot of bathtubs. Probably. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Um, but how cool is that? Right? Right. So now you can like Jimmy with this hourglass a little bit. Well, I don't think the hour, maybe the hour. Well, I don't know if that has anything to do with that. I think she's, I think oh, she wants you out of the bathroom. She just wants me present. God, okay. Right. Okay. She doesn't want me on my phone looking at Twitter, figuring out how if I got to set my lineup, who's going to play quarterback I mean. you this week. Set your lineup. Okay, right. I'm going to be honest with you then. Fantasy football might not be the best idea. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> if I get her involved in it. Yeah, that's, that's true. What I mean. yeah. You got to do it together. Now, are you going to co-own or are you going to go? Are you going to no, think set own team? No, I think she gets her own team. Okay. Yeah. I, I want to because then then we're competitive. I mean, right. I mean, she was an unbelievable volleyball player, uh, incredibly competitive, uh, and she competes at everything with me. So uh, this this would be a good opportunity to do that. You know, we like went it. we went and did a uh, mini golf a little while back. 
She she was talking a whole bunch of trash about how she could beat me in mini golf. <laughs> did she? That did not work out well for her. <laughs> I did not. Did you bring your own putter? I didn't. I didn't. I, I used the the one there. I thought it would. I do. I mean, I figured I would, you know, wreck it. Uh, so I, I I thought maybe I'd give her a leg up if I used. Yeah, just a fighting chance. A putter that you know has been used by. 200,000 people over the last 20 years or something like that. Uh, we're talking about fantasy football, Ryan. We got this tweet uh, from a listener, uh, Nick Molinaro. I thought this was hilarious. He said the first time he ever played fantasy was when he was 10 years old in 98. His 20-year-old brother let him play and his, with him and his friends. He picked you as your sleeper early in the draft, and the guy right in front of him picked Peyton Manning. Well... Well, that didn't work out for the kid picking Peyton. Well, it didn't work out for either you know either one of them. Because Peyton um, had twenty eight. Was that the rookie year, right? Yeah, but he also threw the, threw the most touchdowns ever for a rookie too. Yeah, That's I mean Peyton true, Manning, but he threw thirty picks. Right, twenty eight picks. I mean, he 20. had twenty six touchdowns. I mean, yeah, yeah, but you get minus two for a pick. Oh, you do. Yeah, so that's okay. you, lo- you. You lost a lot of points. Well, I had fifteen and only two touchdowns, so I'm not much better, <laughs> right? At least I didn't have any as many minus points for the interceptions, but I certainly didn't have enough plus points for the touchdowns, right? <laughs> um, yeah, that was one of those things. Walking Look, out, right? Of the, I was walk, trying to help you out there, bro. I, I, pre- I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I. I, I <laughs> oh boy, fantasy football. Uh, it's going to be great. When we come back, uh, <laughs> Max Starks is going to join us from the Pittsburgh Steelers, two-time Super Bowl champion, to talk about Mitchell Trubisky, that football team. All right, so um, so I'll give you the story. Right, I, I'm walking out of I'm walking out of Qualcomm Stadium, and I believe it was after the Giants game. Okay, so the week before was the Kansas City game where I went one for 15 right. for four yards, blew up at the reporter. It was a whole thing the whole week. Don't talk uh, to me, all right? Just, yeah, don't talk to me, knock it off. Uh, uh, you know, we go in to play the Giants the next week. The Giants aren't very good. Um, they come to Qualcomm. It's at home. But like I've told you guys many times, like when you're battling the best defenses in the world and now you're just – against the the media teammates are looking at you like what this is our leader what a nut job um you know you you can't function i went out and threw four interceptions in that game against the giants got pulled late in the game uh they ran a make a wish uh commercial that i did with a bunch of make a wish kids that got booed like i know they weren't booing the kids they were booing they were booing my ass right uh, on the on the on the screen, so I'm walking out of that stadium, and there's these. I mean, people are already you know yelling at me and stuff like that. But there's this one dude, like he's following me down the fence line, going to get into my car, like you know, you know, F-U-E-F, you screwed me, you screwed me. I started you today, and I think uh, I think my response ultimately to him when I looked up at him, I was like, hey, I mean. I don't. You might want to get on me, but you were the you were the dumbass that, that chose to start me today, right? right? You saw. I mean, if you were a real general manager, you saw you saw right. what the week was leading up to. Like this dude can't compartmentalize. This dude can't function uh, in this league. It looks like. Why did you start me? You know. <laughs> I think that's on you, sir. All right, that's on you. 
And maybe that kind of turned me off from the fantasy football aspect. Of it. I mean, uh, <laughs> come the more to that comes to light, Chris, you know, the more that comes to light. You know, with new information <laughs> comes uh, new thoughts. Right. And, uh, you know, new perspective. Past trauma. New, new, past new trauma and how that affects so, you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I totally, uh, I totally get that. Hey, Leaf, you screwed me. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that was it. That was it. You screwed <laughs> I started you today. That's, that's amateur. You never start rookie quarterbacks in fantasy. Right? Like, what are we doing? You well, should be like, that's probably pretty piece, new, right? right? 1997, 1998. 98, yeah. That's so. the early days of uh, fantasy football. Yeah, all right. All right, a little more football here. Max Starks from the Pittsburgh Steelers, former Steelers Super Bowl champion sideline reporter, is going to join us next. Talk about that here on the Rich Eisen Show.